Consider it very, very timely because there are a lot of things the Lord is going to do 
when the tenure starts proper. But you like you would like for us to know these things first. You like for us to know these things so that we so that when that time comes, we will not be found wanting. So I like for us to have our hearts be open and to listen to everything that we to be said this night. And I pray that the spirit of transformation will walk through my mouth. I pray that all trance be given unto me. And I pray that understanding will be laid on your heart. In the name of Jesus, we pray. So let us start. What is enemy? What is an enemy? In your dark. What is an enemy? Well, God's power, what is your own definition of an enemy? I mean, usually you're your time and you're what's the name? Opposite of friend. What do we know of um what we know of an enemy? Hallelujah. Thank you very much, ma. Please welcome to Joshua. Our first time of the year. Hallelujah. Okay, so an enemy is a person that is against you and he acts towards you in an antagonistic manner. He is hostile towards you. So all that is thinking is a way to put you under submission. All that is thinking is to find a way of putting you in trouble. All that is to find a way of causing you pain or harm. Praise God. So, if we are to put it within the context of this someone, that an enemy in the sight of God is a person that is trying to undermine the will of God and to subvert his authority. A person trying to undermine the will of God and to challenge his authority. A person who is interested in dethroning God, if it is possible. If it is possible. Now, in our shop for, for all of us here, we grew up having to the this thing called warfare. We grew up praying warfare prayers. We were praying that Lord, anybody that does not wish me well, let this person die. Anybody that wants me to do this. Let the person go to hell. In my own church, they will sing this song. We say that 
ni kegi to ba ge unu yo fo yara re pe eh eh so all those all those um songs and prayers they have led people to believe that there is somebody in there's some there's somebody around us that and because of that we will report him to god and then god will now keep the person for us hallelujah now the thing is that those people eh, they are god's people they are no they not say they are god's people they are also they are also sons of god in a way because they were created by god but because they are not aligned to the, to the will of god they oppose god but that does not mean god is going to kill them hallelujah because if god is going to kill them then he should have killed you too actually he should have also killed us as well but many of the most of the time we don't put that into consideration so god is not going to kill anybody that is opposing you if somebody should vex you you know he said that ah god he you know i will let let the flow open his mouth and swallow the person let me swallow the person up. Let me swallow the person up. God will just be looking at you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there are some people that if they if they act in a in a in a different way, in a specific way, the Lord is going to have them to be his adversary. The Lord is going to have them to be his foe. And he will start taking to that. Praise God. Like this mic does not like my voice, yo. Praise God. So let us start with a bit of scripture. Hallelujah. I think I like this mic more. So let us start with Psalm 110, verse 1. We read verse 2 as well. Then now we build my point from there. Wow, Yasha, bro. So the Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, until I make thy enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send thy rod, the rod of thy strength, out of Zion, who thou in the midst of thy enemies. Now let us go to that verse 1. Said to my Lord, sit thou at, at my right hand, till I make thy enemies my thy footstool. So, um, the person who got the revelation was David. But David at that time was the king of Israel. Well, David is saying that there is another person who is ahead of him. And he calls this person his Lord. And this Lord that he's seen he is different from the normal Lord in the sense that he had not seen this person before. But he can just look at what he had. But through revelation, he was able to cite this person and then discern that this person was higher than him in authority. So God is not telling this person that this person you should sit down at my right hand until your enemies become your footstool now in warfare in the ancient times what would happen is that a king will fight a king then if the if a king should now conquer another king hallelujah the conquered the conquered king would need would kneel down and the conqueror will put his leg on the neck of the conquered king in that way he's saying that he's claiming over that king and over all the territories that that king has. Hallelujah. Thank God I like everybody here. I think I don't like anybody. I'll just bring the person here. He will need down. 
I will tell someone to bring a seat for me. I will sit down and then put my leg on his neck like that. I will use that person to be my, I will just be using that person's body to be relaxing. Now, what God is saying here is that there are some people that are opposing him. And his own interest is to cause them to submit to him. His own interest is to cause them to be under his control. Hallelujah. Like I've said, an enemy to God is a person that opposes the will of God and the mind authority on the earth. And people seeks to dethrone him from his throne. So that means that every single person that God calls an that God calls an enemy, he has the objective of trying to put that person under his authority. And if that is the case, if that is the case, and if scripture tells us that we were once enemies of God, that means each and every one of us, we had gotten to that point that we had fought with God and God conquered us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be still. So that means that each and every one of us now, we are actually God's footstools, so to say. But however, I'm trying to build on something here. So, the Lord seeks to conquer. The Lord seeks to conquer. And interestingly, it went. Hallelujah. Okay, let's just do a brief bit. Hallelujah. Let us continue. So, as I was saying, God seeks to conquer everybody. Now, the thing is that the enemies of God, they, don't, they do not just include unbelievers. They do not just include sinners. They do not just include witches and wizards. At times, they could, be, they could be you and me. At times, we could make ourselves to be an enemy of God. At make ourselves to be the one that is opposing his you and preventing him from having his thing done. Praise God. Now let us go to Isaiah chapter 63 verse 10. Isaiah chapter 63 verse 10. But the rebel and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore he was turned to be their enemy and he fought against them. Now, this scripture is talking about the Israelites during the time of the wilderness. Due to murmurings and grumblings and complaints and constant bickering, they were having issues with God and they struggled to believe in Him. And eventually, they challenged the authority that God had placed on Moses to be His, spokes- to be his spokesman to them, to also represent them to Him. They, but, however, what they were doing was that they were making the Holy Spirit great. And because they were making the Holy Spirit great, God Himself decided to intervene in their matter and he decided to fight against them so his wish was that none of them would enter into the would enter into the promised land so yeah so if paul tells us that it is possible for us to grieve the holy spirit holy well that the nation of israel in the wilderness was the church of the old testament and 
they're waiting to us as a lesson for us to learn that means that it is very very possible for you and me to be in that position hallelujah that means that it's very very possible for you and me to oppose god to the point that god will consider the person that he calls his son his enemy was pastor anybody that said that if somebody should cause if somebody should cause you we should cause you come into your father it's this said to if your if your future father should cause you and you're gonna meet god he said to but if it is now god that is that causes you he has ended for you hallelujah so many times many, many things don't go away because we are fighting against one devil is because we are opposing God at that instant. Imagine if you got sick for a reason now and you now go to Jaja, but because the idea it does not work on your body, you spend so much money, you get to the point of death. If for God to now tell you that you did so and so, so so and so, so so and so, that until you reap. The actions with your sickness will still continue. I might even die. Or imagine, Hallelujah. Are you following me? Or imagine an instance now you spend so much time reading, and imagine for an instance now you spend so much time reading your book, but everything you read did not come out, and then your exams now turn out to be, to be. To be a failure, to be failures rather. You just, you just didn't do well at all, and 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 you think that it is devil that is against you. Sometimes, sometimes it could be that because the Lord has placed Himself as a stumbling block unto us. And when that happens, what will not be the answer? Hallelujah. Now let me make a clarification. I'm not saying God causes evil, law. I'm not saying God causes evil. In him there is light and there is no darkness at all. However, Psalm 17, verse 4 tells us that there is a destroyer. Destroyer that can that we can there's a destroyer whose path we can fall into if we end up disobeying the word. So that means that when you fall out of the will of God, you fall out of God's spiritual covering and you make yourself susceptible to attack from the evil one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Could it be possible that all these are some some that some events that would happen to us would assume we assume the entropy that is is um, our scaffold for worshiping the Lord? Could it be possible that it's because we were not doing something right? Could it be possible that the reason why your relationship ended the way it did was because of because you were fighting God on that relationship? Could it be possible that the results you had was because you were struggling with God to give up something? Could it be possible? It's only God that can tell you. And, and it's merciful enough to tell us when we have done things wrong. But if, but if we are not careful, we could end up putting ourselves in trouble. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
okay so as it is now my movement is just confined to this place and a little bit of this place okay so i'll try to stay still for the next 30 minutes even though that is hard hallelujah okay so let us go to somebody let us study somebody i like history i like studying history i like listening to stories too so we we'll study the most infamous person in all of history can you guess infamous infamous i am and famous from see can you guess no sister any do you want to answer okay let us go to ezekiel chapter 28 Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 11. Go down. Can you go down first? Ah, thank you. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyros and say unto him, Thus said the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Please, can you use another translation? I think, do you have NIV? Okay, please, can you use that one? KJV is turning my brain as well. Thank you. Please do KJV. Thank you. Solomon, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, This is what the sovereign Lord says. And this is God that is talking. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. In the next scripture, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you carnelian, chrysolite, and emerald, topaz, oinks, and jasper, lapis lazuli, turquoise, and beryl mountains were made of gold on the day you were created they were created next verse you were you were anointed as a guardian cherub first ordained you you were on the holy mount of god you walked among the, the fiery stones the next verse you were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you hallelujah so this person here eh, According to what God is saying, this person, the way God created him, is so complete. I know all of us, we are God's spec. But this one passed God's spec. He said that you are the. Can we go to the first um, verse 11 first? He said that you are full of perfection. And they are full of his wisdom. You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. The fact that it was right meant that this guy had the access to, to the mysteries of God. And if anybody wanted to know God, that person would have to pass through the person that is being mentioned here. And he's saying it's the sealed perfection. That means that God created him so marvelously that he left his trademark upon that. Like, look at this person. I see my speck. See my see my image. See my signature around him. And he knows that it was perfect in beauty. He was very attractive. Anytime he was always catching everybody's attention, whether he, if he should walk here 
everybody will be looking at me like as though they had not seen me before. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next verse. Every precious stone adorned you. Every precious stone adorned you. There are some diamonds, I mean, there are some stones that people can kill themselves for. There are some diamonds. If I should get a woman now to marry, and I decide to use diamond to toast her, she will say yes immediately. Abby? Mumsy says no. Some, uh, some, uh, some will say yes. Some will say yes. But yeah, this one, he had it in his body. So he'll be walking around like this, with all those, with all those stones. And says that your your cities and mountains were made of gold. KJV says that he also had music infused in it. That those music that he have some musical instruments that were created as part of his constitution. That means that this guy also could play songs. So if this guy wanted to, the way God created him was that he had the ability to descend God's mood. That he will now play the song that will now bring out his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know our choir is wonderful and they are doing great stuff. But this guy, then no, then if you should just take one soon, the whole universe should follow him. And so because he had all these abilities and talents and skills, he was very, very, very influential. I mean, look at this person. Who, who would not like the person? Imagine if he had character. Who would not like that kind of person? Everybody is attracted to excellence. And this was the sum total of excellence. Praise God. But somewhere along the line, unfortunately, he ended in a bad thing. He ended in him having wickedness in his heart. It's a very sad tale. Very sad tale. So, this person, somewhere along the line, he started, after receiving praise, after receiving admiration, after receiving con- commendation, after all, after people have been te- telling that you are the best in whatever it is that you are doing, and let the, he, let, he let all those thoughts enter into his head, and he started conceiving plans of a takeover. Hallelujah! Now, the, all these things took place before any of us were born. So, after he now tried to dethrone God, he had it in his mind that it was actually possible for him to 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 fight God, and he looked, he looked at his odds. I mean, he was a very, very wise man. He had access. To so maybe from those mysteries, he could pick out his supposed weakness in God and then align with it up to the point that God will now be dead, so to say. Praise God. But we know where he ended. We know where he ended. Because that person now is Satan. He was so talented, he was so gifted, he had so many things, and he just let it get into his mind. He became proud. And the result of that pride was it was a the result of that pride was a fall. And that's something that I want to um to explain thoroughly to us. Hallelujah. Remember I said that any that God's enemy doesn't just mean sinners and unbelievers. It could also mean us as well, but most of the time, it's usually this. It, it is the sinners and the unbelievers that are the ones that are opposing God unknowingly. But they are opposing God 
is not is not um is not of something they know of in particular because jesus said that father forgive me for they know not what they do there is a spirit that is working in them and that spirit is trying to make them sons of disobedience but even that spirit is founded is sponsored by a motive hallelujah that spirit is driven by a motive and it's that motive that can make anybody an enemy of god hallelujah praise god it's like the effect of area is already beginning to wear off it's like the effect of area they're beginning to wear off no hallelujah so all you know it is pride that will make you an enemy of god it is pride that will make you an enemy of god And it's something that we really, 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 really need to be careful of all the days of our lives. What is pride? What is pride? If I should say that Bob Femina is proud, what does it mean? <laughs> What's the meaning of pride? Can explain that. Hallelujah. He said, he said to be proud means to exalt oneself. Very, very true. If you are proud, you see, you see yourself in such a light that others are below you and you are God, so to say. You see yourself as God. You see yourself as God. You see yourself as God. Now, um, all of us, we know that we are completely unworthy to receive the grace of God. We know that God saved us by His mercy. God saved us by His goodness. God did many things to bring us from the gutter. And He now, he now made us sit. Hallelujah. He now made us sit upon thrones as kings and queens to show our full, our full nature and to live at our potential. All of these things are true. And the fact that God actually wants us to get to that state where we can stop thinking about those things and start serving. But there is a possibility that as you thought of everything that you have received, you begin to let it get into your head, just like Satan. Hallelujah. There's a possibility that you begin to let all those things just get into your head. And when that happens, you are setting yourself up to be God's target for destruction. We know that some people now eh, dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Do we the reason for people to become proud? What big the reason for people to become proud? Become proud because of Hallelujah. Okay. So, what will make what will be the reason for people to become proud? What do, what do you think are the reasons that people just become proud all of a sudden? 
Can anyone answer that question? Okay, for well, God's power. Celebrate him. All of you are sleeping. Can we celebrate him, bro? We are celebrating. Better. But God's power, what's your what do you want to say? When you take you deserve more that more than what you are being given. That is very, very, very true. Very, very true. Please celebrate him once again. One one of um when it comes to pride, there is always something you have that others don't have that makes you think that you are above all the remaining. For example, now I cannot speak Yoruba properly. But for me, I can speak Yoruba. And if he if he is proud now, he will use that to not be showing up over me, like he's doing now. Hallelujah! An example, another example. I am short, but that means he's tall. If other if other means if other means also if other means proud, I'm saying that. And kuku wui, kecho kecho Please God. Another example. I am single. Somebody's in a relationship. If that person that wants to wants to is proud, that that person will be using me to be doing. You shall get. Hallelujah. The person, yes, the person will be it in our faces. There's always something we have that will cause us to exalt ourselves, and others don't have it. It could be your color, yes. It could be your color in terms of racism. It could be your height. Could be your your face. Some girls, some people are so pretty that others look like. Uh, it could be your face. It could be your physical ability. It could be your gifts. Maybe in terms of artistry or creativity. It could be your intellect. It could be body. It could be your six packs or your big chest. It could be your your level of understanding and your knowledge as well. It could be all those things. And the problem is that when you have all those things and you don't you don't um take care of yours, you don't really take care of your mind, you begin to act like as though every other person is below you. Hallelujah. You begin to act like every other person is below you. You begin to act like every other person is below you. And then you now begin to belittle them. Like, like you'll be acting like as though they are of no worth. They have no value because of something that they are missing. Praise God. If you have learned Nigeria, um, if you have learned the history of, if you have read anything about the history of Nigeria, it's said that the people who were colonial masters, the reason why they came was because they had they saw something in Nigeria. They saw that Nigeria had many, many resources. That Nigeria was blessed, and they wanted to now take all those resources. However, they saw that the, the to them. They considered us as barbarians. And they were like, their culture was too barbaric for us. So let us now teach them, let us refine them. So that they will not be able to behave like people, like us. But it produced a form of racism exhibited by the whites. And at the same time, it began it, back, it, it made us look like as though we are inferior. Hallelujah. That's why the white man now should come. You saw those little children say that ah, see you in bo, see you in bo, see you in bo. Like as though it's not a normal human being. Even at one point, they used to glorify these people in our faces. 
they were acting like as though we were not equals because of our skin color. And to this moment, Nigeria still suffers from that problem and is there to enter into full freedom. Pride is dangerous because it hinders the potentials of other people. It hinders the potentials of other people. If you are a leader and you are proud, you don't allow any other person in your midst to grow because you'll be thinking that if they grow, you'll be a threat to you. Hallelujah. Pride does so many things that affect God's will. And it's a very, very big issue. It's because of pride that some lecturers will be acting like as though they are, they are not worthy of students' attention. It's because of pride that some courses will be acting like as though the students are not are not required. It's because of pride that many people don't see value in other human beings. Because of pride. Because of pride. Because of pride. Even in relationships, when there are issues, it is pride that will be the main the main thing. Because somebody has an ego, because there are two people with different egos, different degrees of egos. And if they are hot, it hurts their ego as well. Praise God. But ultimately, what pride does is that it sponsors sin. What pride does is that it sponsors sin. Sin is that what pride says to God through sin is that God, we don't need you. God, everything about you is not required. God, they are not useful. God, this world will be Hallelujah. What Christ says to God, the way you are running this world, is not the way I want you to be. Oh, um, remember the story of David and Absalom, whereby when Absalom wanted to launch a conspiracy against David, he was grabbing men to, to his side. If those men would have issues with David, and if those men would have issues with somebody, they now want to discuss that, they now want to lay their, their grievances to David. But Absalom would not capture them. They will not listen to what they will want to say. That's that, oh, if I were king, save justice. That's the same thing that pride does to God. He has, like I said, it is God Himself. And because of that, I said that, oh, if I were God, you know, this is that we are saying, you will not be there again. That freedom that you are craving, you would have it. That those situations that you are having, you will be taken out of the way. That thing called self that wants to find expression in you, you would have this opportunity. Praise God. Pride, pride tells God that the ordinances that he has created, the dictates that he has made for us, they are not useful. The laws that God has done for us, the stress, that what pride says, and it's written as rebellion. So pride insults God. It insults God. Imagine if you are a parent now, and your child now, and you, and you have a very, very small child, and try not telling you that everything you are doing in the house does not make sense. That your cooking is rubbish. How will you be feeling? Praise God. And it's so subtle. It is very, very, very subtle because most of the time we don't even know that we are becoming proud. It is CS Lewis that will say that anybody that is saying that he's not proud is already a proud man. Praise God. Praise God. It is pride that will make many ministers act like as though they are above what they are teaching. It is pride that will make King Solomon, the wisest person, give advice 
will find his advice to be too foolish for him to live by. Are you getting me? Hallelujah. If you are feeling sleepy, please, you can be walking around though. Hallelujah. Praise God. These are the things that pride does. And God is so is so concerned about pride that if you should fight it in anybody, that, that from that moment on he begins to stop using that person. Even in our relationships, even the way we relate to people, most of the time when we get offended by people, it's because of pride. Imagine if I insult CM out to you now saying that CM. What you are playing now is like as though it's a child that is playing the thing. If CM9 is proud, he will take that into heart and he will his ego. So he will now end up defending himself or in a reason as to why he's playing what he's playing. Hallelujah. Now, the world said that if he, do, if he does not do that, he's being dull or he's being stupid or he's being foolish or he's being weak. But in the sight of God, God is saying that you, you are more interested in yourself that you are interested about me. That's pride. If someone else should step on you, what will you do? Will you let the person go? You say that, hey, you step up, you step up, come and clean my shoe. Hallelujah. When we get offended, we get offended because there is because somebody did not see in us what we see in ourselves. And we now want to show it to that person. Hallelujah. When we get offended, we get offended because somebody is not seeing what we in ourselves. So is that I want to defend ourselves or want to insult people, want to savage them, or we want to do it, or, or, or we want to just act, we want to display passive aggression. Praise God. If you are getting offended, the fact is that we are getting, you are still proud. You are still proud unless your offense is related to your faith if not it is on a personal thing you are stupid because you think that you have a form of a level of self-respect and self-dignity that you are entitled to and that others are supposed to behave towards you hallelujah somebody corrected me on something recently and i started justifying myself i started defending myself about it but after i did everything i felt convicted in my spirit i was like why did you tell him? What was the point of defending yourself about it? And I felt bad. That was that was even worse than the correction. So it meant that pride also is in my heart. Praise God. We love the praises of people. We love when people tell you that you are doing a great job. We love it when people receive, when we receive adoration from others. But uniquely one thing called that thing called criticism enters. They begin to act like as though every other thing had gone praise jesus praise jesus so that's the thing about pride that is the thing about pride something that we really 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 need to be careful so that we really need to take note of so how do i know you are becoming proud how do i know if you are becoming proud praise god how do i know if you are becoming proud Number one, your response to correction. Your response to correction. If somebody should correct you, if somebody should say something wrong, wrong with you, how will you respond? What will you say? What are the things that you end up doing? Will you take it to heart and improve on yourself? 
Or will you start defending yourself? Or you start acting like as though something is wrong with that person and not with you? It's very funny that we would we pray to God. We never say that God, I'm a sinner, I'm a worthless being, I'm a weak being, I lie, I cheat, I steal, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. We confess to God and it's so easy to us. But when somebody now, now sees something wrong with you and now mentions it, it becomes another thing entirely. You know, it's very easy. Is it that we are deceiving ourselves? Hmm. You know, my genius. The act is deep. Hallelujah. So, it was Oxford Sandals, Sandals in his book, Spiritual Leadership, that said that humility is most tested in the face of criticism. Humility is most tested in the face of criticism. That means that when I criticize you, what is at stake is your humility. So, I had type to, to ignore it or I type to respond to it. And if you respond to it, how will you respond to it? People now say that Jesus said, turn the other cheek. That is Jesus. Me, I will slap you. But do you know what Jesus really meant by that? He meant just leave the person and go your way. Just mind your business. Hallelujah. This world is more interested in us taking a pound of flesh. Taking a pound of flesh. And he still talks of pride. So imagine you're on a bus now. And somebody now, and the boss of an act charges you excessive, exorbitantly. And you don't know until you got to, until you go to your destination. And you not and you not drop the money. You not start cursing the person anyhow. What does that mean? Eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Offenses will come. They are natural, they are normal. And we cannot even control the way other people will behave. But we can control the way we behave ourselves. And most of the time, it shows whether we are humble or not. Praise God. There was one day I was coming to I was coming to Ibadan from Lagos and I was in a I was in a cab. So this guy was not saying that Omoi, yes, Matt Gagao. You're not smart at all. See what you are doing. Do this, do this, do this, do this. I mean, I was just keeping quiet. I was just going. So, I was I was planning to drop at Agowo, but I did not have some something later. But I did not see the I did not see the sign that indicates me that I, I was already at Agowo. So I got it got in far. So this man now saw it. He's like, ah, you didn't tell me I was supposed to drop here now. Oh, I be telling you, you're not smart. You're not this. You're not that. You're not this. You're not that. I just. I just apologized to the man. I just stepped out. And I went to find my way. It should be other people. How would they have taken it? Praise God. Next thing. The next one. You're, you wish to be everywhere. You wish to be everywhere. You wish to be that you are the center of, at- at- of attention. You wish to be that it, it is you the world revolves around. So, you're always in every single place. You're always saying something. You're always doing something. You're always everywhere. The answer is why. I know people like attention. 
many on times the reason why they like that attention is because they want to be talked about the most. But many at times it's not recommended. Praise God. So if you now drop an idea and if you drop an idea in a group and now discover that that does not make sense, how will you now behave? So you end up leaving that place and go to another place. Praise God. The next one. You feel that you are indispensable. You feel that you, you are indispensable. You feel that if you don't leave that place, if you don't do that thing, no one else can do it like you do. And it's true. No one else can do it like you do because it's only you. But at the same time, there are people that can do it better than you can. So not wait for people to come and worship you. Act like as though you are the Alpha and Omega or whatever it is that you are doing. Look at Moses. Look at Joshua. When Moses died, people were like, Ah, I want to love. Great man has gone. How are we going to how are we going to cope? It's supposed to call Joshua. How is he going to how is he going to lead us? Yeah, the fact is that if Moses was still the leader, Israel would not have gotten to the promised land. Because Moses was not a man of war. It was Joshua that was a man of war that could fight and kill. Moses knew how to pray. And what was needed at that time was a fighter. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is my son making you sleep? Sorry. I've actually been experiencing it too. No, no, no. Praise God. So, that is the thing about pride. Many times, in your, if you are in a group now, if you are in an organization now, how will you be feeling if your ideas are not taken? If whatever you are doing is not accepted yet. They are small, small things, but they are important. Hallelujah. And then I mentioned something. Some of us now, maybe because of what God has been doing in your life, you think that you are someone that wants to become relevant and great in life. The thing is that if you pursue after great things like that, it is God that you find as your as your enemy. Hallelujah. If your motive is set on is set on just being great for yourself, God will fight you. Because the Tower of Babel is an example. He said that come, let us make a building. Let us make a name for ourselves that others will not come and move away. That others will come and dwell here. So they were saying that God, He told us to to um to different places. But we are saying we want to stay here. And we stay here by fire or by force. And God said that okay, continue what you are doing. And now decide to change their tongue. Hallelujah. Those who look for greatness and relevance, they don't usually find it. They don't find it. Because they want to build they want to build achievements. They want to build monuments. They want to build things that live after them. They want to build a legacy, so to say. But it is God that will break that thing down. Praise God. I told you as I could see something very recently. I said that in four to five years from now, all these things that we are doing, we'll not be doing it again. As, I, as everybody knows me now, as everybody knows Mom C, as everybody knows Sister Eni, nobody will know us again in four to five years from now. So what is the point of everything that we are doing? We can also want to do anything for ourselves now. We can also we was doing the, our tenure that we were able to do so many, many things like that. Because at the end of the day, the people that will be here do not know you. 
So, kila ambaka. Praise God. I don't even know every single person that has served here. I don't even know every single person that has served here. Even the one from four years ago, I didn't. I don't know them. So, the next four years, I will not be here. But, but this is definitely not going to be here next, 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 ten year, next session. So, I will not be here in a few years from now. So, when people that will not be here, they will not know you. When you now enter into the, into the place, and you see that no one responds to you, no one calls you past you. So that, hey, good morning, never, good morning, never, but welcome to church. Sir. Come just come and sit down here. And you, you have been playing here for four years. Like, ah, after everything I've been doing, you know me. Who I be? Praise God. See how life is fitting. So what should we do? What should we do? Number one is that we should forget about yourself. Put bluntly, forget about yourself. The reason why you are proud is because you have a very, very high view of yourself. And most of the time, you're not, you're not that great. You are great, but not that great. As compared to God, you're not that great. Just forget about it. Act like as though you don't exist. Act like somebody, um, I'll, read, I'll be reading, I, I read a devotion and the person said that when she gets offended, they will say that, Lord, I lose my right to get offended. Do that as well. Do that as well. Act like as though there is nothing that can get you angry, nothing that can get you proud. Nothing that can get you to do the things that will cause, that will show that you are proud. Praise God. The next thing is develop a servant mindset. Develop a servant mindset. So people, they act like as though they are the best thing since some fresh bread, since sliced bread. But the fact is that you, the things that you have now, the skills that you have now, the abilities you have now, the talents that you have now, is a privilege for you to serve other people. Because if every other person had it, you will not be really be called special. Praise God. If you add, well, if everybody had, if everybody had what you have now, you, there is no way we will call you as a special person now. If everybody was preaching, I'm going to sit down. Life is not hard. If everybody could play the piano, the keyboard, like CM, you will not be seen as a special thing. Hallelujah. So take it as a privilege to be here to serve people and use it and use what you have to bless people. Hallelujah. Use what you have to bless people. What you have is it makes you special. Well, it makes you special to serve other people, not to lord over others. It requires that we keep our mindset in regards to that. In regards to that. If everybody now was, if everybody now we are tall as for dummy, or if everybody now we are short as sister doing, nobody will be taking, nobody will be, they would, all those things, no one would see it as anything of, 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 um, of worth. Are you getting me? If everybody could carry chairs like Buffet me now, who will be calling Buffet me a strong man? If everybody could design graphics like A+, who will be saying those graphics are making sense? It's just like that. The things that we have, they are just, just a privilege for us to serve others. For us to serve others. 
not for us to use to glory over ourselves. Praise God. And the last one, Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, nor the strong boast of their strength, nor the rich boast of their riches. The next verse. Let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For in this I delight, declares the Lord. Praise God. All of us were created to boast about something. All of us were created to say that there is something that we have to to be proud about that thing. But Lord is saying that regardless of all those things, be glad of the fact that you boast that you, that you boast in me. So whether you are rich, whether you are great, whether you are mighty, whether regardless of everything that you have, it should not be that you use that to boast on. Because it's whatever you boast about that becomes your God. Hallelujah. Whatever else you boast about becomes your God eventually. And he sets an idol in the throne of your heart. So, instead of you to boast about how wealthy you are, or how good you are at crypto, or how intelligent you are, or how beautiful you are, that many guys are coming to your way, or how brainy you may be, or the way you capture, instead of you to be glory, to be to glory in that, rather glory in the rather glory in the person that gave you all those things in the first place, and glory in the fact that you know him and you understand him and you have a relationship with him. Because he's the center of attention. We are very we are very insignificant too. Very, very, very insignificant. As important as God makes us, God can still resolve stones now to serve him. As important as we think we are, God can still take another person, put another person in our place and take us away from there. I mean, look at Judas now. Judas was a disciple of the Lord was an apostle he he had he did all the things that peter and james and john were doing he was also doing it too and yet they said let, let another take his place because he was found guilty of of, of murder hallelujah so this is a lesson unto us that we should keep our hearts to be humble that we should contend against pride in any way may find itself in any way may find itself in any way may find itself you may think that you know so much. You think that you are so good in everything. You may think that what you have makes you to be a talent to everybody. But the fact is that you are just there because God made you there. And if you are not careful, it can take you out of that place and put you in obscurity and put you in irrelevance. In, irre- in irrelevance. So let this be a note unto us that this thing called pride will not be found in our hearts. Hallelujah. For he resisted the proud, but he exalted the humble. He resists the proud. It's not the devil you contend with if you are proud, though. It's God Himself. And if God is fighting you, just know that you are in trouble. So, with that, we have come to the end of today's sermon. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I'd like for us to pray. To be genuine that to be genuine in this let us pray that every trace of pride in us they should be taken out of the way 
every trace of pride in us it should be taken out of the way pride makes you an enemy with god makes you an enemy of god i remember what we saw from that scripture when you become an enemy with god it may he wants to make you a footstool he wants to control you and put you under his dominion so it'll be best now to just submit to him and tell him to remove all traces of pride in you Lord help us, help us. When we think we have gotten to that place, when we think we've gotten to the right where we are in, where we are on cloud nine, Lord help us. Remind us that it's only by your power, it's only by your ability that we are here. When we begin to think so highly of ourselves in a way our mind is unhealthy, remind us that it's only by your power that we are here. When we begin to act, when we begin to be towards other people like although they are unimportant, remind us that it's only by your power that we are here. When we begin to show hatred towards others, remind us that it's only by your power that you are here. Huh. In Jesus' name we are free. You know Christians are proud. Christians are proud in the sense that they they think that some people are not savable. Christians are proud because they think that salvation is not does not belong to some people. Look at the way some people live their lives. Then like ah, let me just be this person. Whereas is your words of encouragement and your words of deliverance that can lead that person towards the kingdom. But instead, you write the person off. Is that not pride? Is that not pride? But then when we decide not to evangelize towards other people because of the way they are living their lives, because of how corrupted or how decayed it is, does it not mean that we are showing pride? Proto God, that God. Is this person like what is this person that I have created for? What is this person doing? Praise God. Evangelism is going to be a key this tenure. It's going to be very, very important in this tenure. So we can't allow pride to prevent us from ministering to other people. We cannot allow pride to prevent us from preaching the word of truth to others. Let us pray once again. That this thing called pride is taking the name of Jesus. Is taken away from us in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that causes us to look at other people with disdain and with contempt to treat people scornfully, Lord, is taken away in the name of Jesus. It's taken away in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you break us that we may be humble towards you. Lord, help us. Oh, Lord, help us. In Jesus' name, we are afraid. Father, after everything has been said, let your words be truth in our lives in the name of Jesus. Let your words wake out light in us in the name of Jesus. Let your words cause us to do good in the name of Jesus. Let your words impart grace unto us in the name of Jesus. Let your words give us the ability to do in the name of Jesus. Take love for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, we are afraid.